bullshit. Last time I checked, I was still a kid. Childish, childish. This all freaks me out a bit. Hey, after you drop off the kids or put them to bed, turn on Childish with real life friends and podcasting virtuosos Greg Fitzsimmons and Allison Rosen. Laugh about the struggles and joys of parenthood. Grow closer to your children. Learn something useful or not. Maybe feel less alone. And maybe even put the spark back into your love life. Childish is for people who are parents or had parents. If you had no parents, maybe check out WTF with Mark Marin. Subscribe to Childish. New episodes coming soon wherever you listen to podcasts. Childish, oh shit. Last time I checked, I was still a kid. Childish, childish. This all freaks me out a bit. Childish, oh shit. How can I parent when I'm still a kid? Childish. Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison. Hey everyone. Hi. Hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here in the new studio, which still does not have a name with producer Tony, who still does not have a nickname. There's been plenty suggested. Mm-hmm. I, I love my listenership, but I feel like the qual- it's diminishing returns at this point. You They're- love your listeners, but they suck at nicknames. That's what you're saying. Right? I've never, it's, I'm that's that is I guess what I'm I'm not saying it I'm suggesting no, I'm just putting it. words in your mouth yeah. yeah I feel like the first few ones that came in were like these there's some contenders in here yeah and then the more and more I look at it the more I'm like well that doesn't even that doesn't I I don't even know that's not even a play on anything it's no. just a suggestion and yeah. it it's not gonna work it's got to happen organically I think we can't force it no I want to force it though I want to force right. it all right um, joining us is someone that I have been wanting to have on the podcast for a really long time, Paul Rust. He's an actor, comedian, writer, musician. He plays along with our own Tony No Name Thaxton, No, no Nickname Thaxton, in Don't Stop or We'll Die. He's very active in the comedy Bang Bang universe. He created and starred in Love on Netflix, which um, I just loved that show. And then it was just gone. And we have to talk about that. And also he co-wrote Pee-wee's Big Holiday with Paul Rubens. And I feel like I'm barely scratching the surface. Paul Rust, hello and welcome. Hello, Allison. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Yes, it's it's, uh, my pleasure. You're very friendly and outgoing just in the like 45 seconds that I've known you. Oh, really? Is that your your thing? That's good. (laughs) I guess that's a good thing because what's the uh, opposites of those two words? Um, Me. Tony Thaxton. <laughs> <laughs> Unfriendly the, and ingoing. Yeah, I yeah. guess it would be like yeah. uh, like taciturn and um, <laughs> aloof. Ah, yes, but you exactly. Could, you yes. could be one of those people who like... <laughs> That's very good. You just like turn it on for the camera or the mic, you know? You just hang back till... Oh, till the... oh like, a, like a tiger. <laughs> at, at, a, at a magic show. Yes. I, I, you know, like, I've been through that. I'm embittered. <laughs> right. I'm hanging out backstage. Yeah. Or like a tiger at a magic show, wouldn't it be like, I'm like squeezing into a really small space in the in, <laughs> in under like a hidden Bailey. compartment. <laughs> and <laughs> right. I resent the people who put me here. Yeah. Yeah. I miss the majestic Jungles. forest that yes. I belong in. Yes. But instead, I'm like hanging out with some guy named Neil. 
<laughs> Who knows, though? Maybe a tiger uh, at those magic shows, maybe they get to live it up um, in with Vegas. The, with the groupies? Yeah. <laughs> we don't know, yeah, after the show. <laughs> right. It can be fun, I'm sure. Could uh, be. Or the, maybe it's really stark. The tigers, it, it's like 5 a.m. and they're, they're somewhere. They, they're, they're at a hotel room with somebody, that, some stranger. Right. Yeah. And they catch a glimpse of themselves in the mirror. <laughs> Do you think there's tigers who are like, the thing I... Like sober, they're sober, yes, and they're like, it's hard though because the thing I learned is like what makes being a tiger in the circus, not the circus, in a in, a tiger in a magic show fun is like what is so destructive, you know? <laughs> they had to give it up. There is the therein lies the rub. Yes, yes exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I wish there was a tiger uh, animal that started w- with the letter R, so I could go therein lies. Right, the Riger, the Riger. and it'd yeah. be like a very succinct, like sort of a, a yeah. oh, and then we did a play on words that got us out of the darkness mm-hmm. of the injured treatment of animals, <laughs> right? And their dark night of life, dark night of the soul. <laughs> um, Paul Rust, yes, you mentioned before we started that you uh, you've injured both your pinkies, yes, and you just wanted to let us know, yes, <laughs> so that we didn't bring it up on air. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. I don't think that was why. I, know, I think I'm... he. I think I think actually <laughs> that he would be more. He would have felt. Tell me if this is right, Paul. Yes, you would have felt more awkward if we didn't bring it up. Because that's why you needed to mention it. That's why I brought it up. Because if you got in your car on the way home and like the whole time it never came up, that would make you feel weird. Because of the story I told you, which was, uh, well, first of all, I'm okay. My pinkies are okay. Oh, my gosh. It looks like... I don't want fans sending flowers and telegrams uh, about my pinkies. They're okay. You're right, pinky... Seems to be Be a little bit worse, yeah. I think that's more of a bandaging uh, Mm. snafu than uh, anything to say about the injuries themselves. I think uh, improper, incompetent uh, bandaging. Okay. Uh, uh, But, uh, and I don't know, I'm going to keep this like G rated oh this not this is actually ex- <laughs> violence graphically because I, I hate these stories okay so if i was a listener i don't want anybody to uh, tune gotcha. out right now but i dropped a bowl it went from the cupboard to the countertop it smashed and then it was going from countertop to floor mm. and in my mind it already broke or i should have had the mind hey it already broke it's going to the floor it's breaking more instinctually my hands went out to grab the Shards. Of, uh, yeah, and I sliced my pinkies. But Ouch. it's okay. Yeah, I was. Uh, I didn't have to go to the hospital or anything. It was just uh, cuts. Anyway. But you decided you didn't have to go to the hospital. Yes, and then later thought I should have gone to the hospital. <laughs> it was very clear. I probably, I definitely should have gone to the hospital. But uh, it was a, um, the thing I've been telling myself. The body heals. It right? does. Yeah. From the inside out. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, especially from the soul. And my soul <laughs> is good right now. Oh, but the story I was, I was told you guys before over yeah. there was like I was hanging out uh, with some friends and it, it had gone an hour uh, where uh, they didn't ask about my pinkies. And then I finally brought it up because I was self conscious that they were thinking. They weren't even asking about the pinkies because it was like, oh, Paul, of course he'd have. <laughs> Classic rust would have bandaged <laughs> pinkies, uh, but um, no, they they were like, oh, we didn't even notice. So I think that's what, it, was, it was my wife's friends, and they were over. Gotcha. Should, 
They're my friends, though, too. I felt weird, like, if I, if I said my wife's friends. That's, like, that's not true. Yeah. They're my friends as well. I lived, um, after college, I lived in Costa Mesa with a couple friends, and I was friends with them first, and then I moved in with them. Mm-hmm. But when I was out, I would introduce my one friend, roommate, Roya, as, this is my roommate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I was trying to impress people with the fact that I live with someone. I don't know. <laughs> I'm tolerable enough yes. to be with this person. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. right, right. Um, <laughs> but she told me that she felt like that was a down. That sounded like a downgrade to our friendship. Like this person is just my roommate. I had a similar friendship conversation uh, when I first moved out to LA. Um, a friend from high school lived out here for like uh, a year, not uh, for career reasons. It was just like life reasons, wanting to live in LA for a year, and. Uh, 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 but I would introduce him at parties as my friend from high school or my friend growing up because I knew him since like first grade. And after a while, I was like, can you stop that? Because it sounds like an asterisk to the like introduction. It's sort of like uh, for him, it felt like, hey, um, anything this guy says, it's a friend from high school or a friend from right, childhood. Right. Whereas I saw it as like. A seal of approval. Yeah, see, that's like, what I'm saying. I, I'm bringing yeah. you to the party and you're a friend from... Right, we go yeah. way back. Yes, we go way back. And I have seen your good and your bad. There's and an, look it, at me, someone stuck around for that long. Mm-hmm. It's intimate. You're just at least That's trying right. to get across. There's a, a friendship intimacy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, those friends, I'm sure, have forgiven us. I think so. Yeah. Well, after yeah. that, I started referring to her as my friend. Mm-hmm. And then I pulled them aside and be like, psst, we're also roommates. <laughs> I didn't really do that, but... <laughs> Um, I'm trying to figure out. There's so much. It's funny because on the flip side, they want to be called friends. Mm-hmm. They're saying, call me your friend, not your roommate. But in other situations, <laughs> you introduce somebody as a friend and yuck go. That's right. That's right. Then it's This all- person wants to be called a friend, but if another person calls a friend, I'm just a friend. Yeah. We live together. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were capital L lovers. <laughs> Where do you stand on updating status on social media? Ooh, um, well, for uh, you, I was sort of in the 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 marriage I'm in right now, and for the rest of my life. Is this the? This, I'm assuming this is the only one you've been in. Yes, I don't uh, know why I assumed that. I feel like because it would come up on your Wikipedia page, maybe I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm wondering. I wouldn't mind. Uh, other wives? No, just like if you thought that about me. Um, when I meet somebody and they previously were married, that's a little air of mystery for me. I, I, I kind of go, oh, what's that about? Or, yeah. or they were in something and they, whatever. I, it's, there's no judgment. It's, it's more of a, that's an intriguing trick. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> monster. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but... Um, uh, my wife Leslie and I, uh, uh, we uh, were falling in love in the beginning of Instagram. And oh, okay. So around that time, certain things. But long way to answer your question. Uh, I think there should be a conversation. Yes. Don't go rogue. <laughs> Ask, mm-hmm. hey, is this cool? Um, but it's hard to be vulnerable and ask, is it cool? So I don't know. That's right. Yeah. I guess it's the dilemma of many... Younger people. Well, and, and many relationships, the mm-hmm. sort of having to ask for something is, is tough sometimes. It if, is. To be like, hey, can I change this? Oof. Like, making me break out in sweats. I'm not even in it. 
Well, okay. Let's talk about relationships mm-hmm. um, and love. Because mm-hmm. like I said, I loved love. Thank you. And, and my it, wife, Leslie, and I, we co-created that together. Yes. Le- Leslie Arfin. Was any of it, um, uh, what inspired it? Uh, we, uh, Leslie was uh, a writer on Girls. Mm-hmm. And I was writing, uh, co-writing uh, the Pee Wee Herman movie you mentioned. And we met at a party and we both realized uh, we were... Uh, Working separately on things with Judd okay. uh, Apatow. And when we started dating then, my uh, crafty manager <laughs> was like, hey, both of you are working for Judd in some capacity. You should write something together and present it as a, an idea. And you should do it about your relationship. And so we presented an idea that was like a movie based on uh, a heightened version of us, but it was the idea we were just moving in together. And it was a pretty low stakes idea for a movie, but it was basically two people committing to each other and the fears of, uh, they're past the point. They're, they're now saying, Hey, I want to be in healthy relationships. And they're both trying to make it healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we pitched it to Judd and had an outline. And he was like, I really like the characters a lot. And he said, I had an idea for a TV show that follows a relationship. How about we put these two together? We'll take these characters and then we could do the show idea. And uh, we were excited because I was like, oh, this is better for a TV show than a movie. Anyway, and then he, he had the uh, correct suggestion of you should dial it back a little bit so that they're – uh, uh, more messed up. She mm-hmm. was, he, you know, Joe was like, you and Leslie are healthy. That's the whole way you can talk about the relationship and be in it and think about it. Uh, but um, he was right in that, like, if, if it was a show about two healthy people starting a healthy relationship, it's like, oh. Right, so you I had to, this? to raise the stakes. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, um, and make it so that, you know, that there was, there was it was... A steeper climb to, to making it work. Mm-hmm. But it is yeah. based on you guys. Uh, no, then, oh, sorry, that was my, v- again, a long, <laughs> it's okay. uh, 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 to say that once then the TV show started, it totally changed. So then it wasn't really uh, based on us. Okay. It was, a, it was like, a, because we had to give it stakes mm-hmm. and sort of drama, uh, we. It wasn't really us. By the time the show came it. out, it didn't resemble us anymore. Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm going to ask a very specific question, which the interviewer in me is saying, no, go to more general stuff that people will connect to before you ask a specific plot point question on love <laughs> that you, that's me, barely even remember because <laughs> it's been some time and I've had two kids and I, I have a bad memory now. Well, we can uh, try to make the specific general okay okay right? good i think we both can accomplish that so I, I hear what you're saying the interviewer in me is like steer out of this but the allison yes. in me which is follow the me. allison yeah i'm not following. follow capital a allison not capital i interviewer that thank you yeah which one do you normally capitalize allison yes yeah. it would be weird if there was just a capital i in the middle of allison in which is middle, not what you're saying yeah. but anyway um okay because my i remember my husband and i having like a pretty in-depth debate about this specific point on love, which again, I'm trying to remember specifically so that then we can make it general. Yes, but, yes. and this is a bit of a spoiler, but I feel like the show's 
Spoiler yes. alert. Yeah. Okay. So there's a point at which your character, Gus, mm-hmm. is getting closer and closer with Mickey, mm-hmm. um, played by Gillian, Gillian Jacobs, right? Yep. Gillian Jacobs. Yep. Um, and then you, your character hooks up with Briga. Briga? 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 Yeah. Briga Helen. Uh-huh. Um, and I felt like, um, what a dick, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Daniel felt like it was... It made sense that he did that because, and this is the part that I'm having trouble remembering exactly, like mm-hmm. something in the way that Mickey and Gus were relating, there was like mm-hmm. something that she had done or she wasn't enthusiastic about something or she had been insulting about something mm-hmm. or I can't remember, like it made sense why he would sort of look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, he's just kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Um, who's right? And I'll let you both remind me of the specificity and make it general. Well, the- <laughs> uh, um, it's good because there is like um, there's a database that I we can go to and I can find out like <laughs> oh, good who was right and wrong. Thank you. Perfect in these situations. Uh, I would like you to measure it. No, it's good because uh, I'm uh, you know what you're saying is yeah. Uh, we were hoping for yeah. you know that sort of that it thing would of inspire like, marital squabbles <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no that's not what i meant I but it did sound like that's what i meant i was like oh we were hoping to tear people apart <laughs> no that's not uh, it was uh more the um not the interpersonal intrapersonal between right. the two of you the inter uh, yes. the interpersonal of sort of like uh, which showed the um the complexity of yeah. these things if if um it would have gone one step further because there's, there's sometimes where maybe he'd be the one saying Gus is being a dick in that situation, and you'd be saying no. I think like then we would have really that would have been the master. That would have right. been because then it's like oh yes, I it was fully got flipped the, along the gender side. lines. Yes. yes, but Allison is very interesting, and I'm, again, I'll try to keep this general. But you you do you, okay. Paul, just like Allison's doing Allison. <laughs> yes, I'll keep. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but uh, uh, I've often reflected on that moment in the show mm-hmm. because we um, intentionally uh, there were different points of view of why I wouldn't uh, why I would cool off after we slept together and then I don't invite her to a party. Yes. Yes. And yeah, I yeah. think as a female and uh-huh. as me, I was like, but they just had this like totally intimate moment. Yeah. Why would like, that's, Oh, that, yeah. ah, yeah. it's so realistic. And like, and, and, and upset, uh, upsetting makes it sound yeah. like I was like, it was a crisis for me. It was not, yeah. but I mean like, it's so disappointing that he yes. would behave that way. Well, I think it's, um, you know, your husband probably hit it on the head that I, uh, in a way of like the, uh, he was hurt because it was sort of like a fragile male ego thing of like, I gently, uh, or my character, as you said, which is nice. I just went, I, (laughs) (laughs) my my character was like, uh, you should, uh, 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 or do you want to come to this party tonight? Oh, right. Because I don't want to come to some stupid party. And it was like that smallest infraction of like, she said, no, oh, now I'm going to spin out and try to do things to reclaim how I can feel powerful in this dynamic. So I won't reach out again to see if she's coming to the party. I'll hook up with somebody else because that's my way of like that's so making my that, ego stronger again. 
But for me inside, my thought was... Um, you, you, or you, Gus? Me, Gus, okay. or my whatever stupid... <laughs> motive. When I said, no, I meant whatever me, like uh, whatever actor dumb motivational okay, thing. I was like, I felt it was, and it probably was based in uh, some reality for me of... Not the going and sleeping with somebody else, but the um, terror that you would seem clingy Mm. makes you go too far the other way. So that's what I thought it was. Like, Gus, it was just out of a relationship where I was like, you say I love you all the time. And so one person sort of tiny went, I don't want to come to your party. And I was like, oh, the worst thing to be right now is a clingy person. So then he goes out of his way to... But then it becomes the TV, not the TV version, but right. that is where then it departs, which is like, I wouldn't not invite somebody to a party. I wouldn't then go hook up with somebody else. Uh, you know, that's where it gets a little TV-ish. That's but, so interesting because that is exactly, that was like, that was like a, a color that like my eyes couldn't see, mm-hmm. it, it, but that Daniel definitely instantly honed in on because that was what he was saying like he really felt like the behavior is totally motivated not justified but motivated because she had said that sort of cutting remark about mm-hmm. the party whereas i was like what's the big deal with yeah that? and uh uh your point of view is i would say the makers of whatever of love would feel <laughs> like you were more in the right the frame of mind that we'd want people to be in which is like that I am being a dick but because y- it was some reaction of sort of not wanting to, to have be the like beatific like nerd mm-hmm. who's flawless. So what, yeah. what you said that you and uh, the, the initial idea was mm-hmm. two people who are ready to try to be in a healthy relationship. Right. Had you been in unhealthy relationships before? Uh, no, I'd been in relationships that uh, would were healthy. It would just be like, a sort of accidental falling into it where this with Leslie and I was more a, a methodical choice. I mean, she won't feel like I'm telling tales out of school because we tell anybody who cares to listen, but like six months into our relationship, just dating uh, six or seven months, we were both like, let's get into couples therapy. Cause we, I was going to therapy. She was going to therapy. It was like, this makes sense. So choices like that of being like, Hey, we want this to work. Let's go to a place to make it work. Uh, those were not tools I had. Mm-hmm. So if if I got into a healthy relationship, but of course I'd been in messy ones too. They weren't all healthy, so right? What the opposite kind of-, of healthy, they were ill. <laughs> what kind of messy? Hmm. I guess like uh, either uh, or not either. Uh, the thing I was just talking about, like uh, some sort of. Uh, uh, obsession in my mind with what is neediness what is Mm. and not only in judgment of my own but others who i'd be in a relationship with like not wanting to be too needed uh not wanting to to to? seem too needy You, Uh, you were worried that you would come across as too needy yes but then also it's kind of it was kind of the hot potato (laughs) <laughs> and m- m- mind you, I was the person who brought the potato and right. heated it up and started throwing <laughs> it around. So, yeah. it's, But I think it was like the thing that's always getting passed around in relationships was sort of like, am I the needy one? Who's the needy one? Whose needs are being met? And uh, uh, 
Leslie was great because I could, I remember our first few dates, I just like brought up something to that effect. And she was like, you don't have to like be in your head about this stuff. I like you. I wouldn't be hanging out. You know, it was oh, like so just sweet. one of those like, oh, uh, you hope somebody comes along and says something. Like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so then were you able to like put that obsession aside? Uh, I guess. Yeah. For, for Leslie, I was, yeah. But then also that's, you know, who, who knows where I, that, that's me ending and her beginning or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it, it's very, uh, uh, where I was making growth on my own versus her. Uh, right. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, trying to think, but yeah, no, no, that was, uh, what, what I was saying, trying to think, I was like, I, I hope I gave a satisfying answer there, Allison. Would I, you feel ask sa- me? Okay, I feel okay, satisfied. Okay, okay. Tony. Phew. Tony. I'm on the fence. Oh, <laughs> yes, but you know, we can sort this out in rehearsal. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Tony be the drummer. That's Mid song, right. you could just go stop. Hey, no, mm-hmm. let's <laughs> circle little... back. That messy relationship. Was. You are from Iowa, right? And you went to university of Iowa. Yes. In Iowa city, Iowa. So that's four. Iowa's now we've right. mentioned. Oof. It's a lot of mouthful. It's more Iowa's of, than like probably all my other yeah. interviews. <laughs> How was growing up? What's your family like? How was growing up there? Oh, fun! Uh, 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 growing up in Iowa was uh, great. I and in retrospect, it grows fonder. You know, when I growing up in the middle of nowhere, you kind of the whole year. You're like a Disney princess the whole time. You're like, somewhere I could go. You know, you're like, you're hoping that there's something. I remember in fourth grade, we had National Geographics in the classroom, and I remember flipping through it and coming to the back cover of a, it's odd, for National Geographic and being in fourth grade, it was a Absolute Vodka ad. <laughs> and it was like one of those things where it makes the shape of the bottle. Yeah. And it was Central Park. And, the sh- and I looked at, I remember looking at the skyline of New York, and like my eyes Filling with tears in fourth grade, being like, someday. someday <laughs> Never lived in New York, by the way. Uh, <laughs> immediately moved from Iowa to L.A. But, uh, uh, but I think that feeling of like, and now, uh, you know, like a few years ago at UCB, they were like, show things you're embarrassed by that you were a part of that you made. And I showed a video, a Nirvana music video that I made in like seventh or eighth grade. <laughs> that was like, the whole point of it was shots of my... Uh, the suburbia I had to grow up in <laughs> and like, well, Nirvana songs playing and the irony of the video when you're watching it now is like, that would be a child's dream to live in these rolling green right. hills. Like it's not industrialized. I grew up thinking like corporate signage was like beautiful because I n- didn't see it that much. <laughs> so like to see like a big gold, like best buy sign, I'd be like, oh my God. And now you- I see it, I'm like, oh, that's crap. And everybody hates it. They're right. But for me, it was like, did it, was it like, holla. <laughs> because it was like civilization or? Yes. Yeah. For me. Right. Exactly. It seemed like, uh, oh, this is urban mm-hmm. and it's closer to ur- now. Of course, it was like the opposite of like, I remember we went to Chicago once and ate at Bennigan's. And in my mind, <laughs> Bennigan's is this, uh, <laughs> 
the 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 height of metropolitan dining, <laughs> and then that the the thing you you later it's a punchline and a joke. You're like Pennikins, <laughs> like yeah. Uh, but then my uh, but yeah, my family growing up. I had two older sisters, and uh, uh, my mom and my dad uh, are still married. So it was. Uh, I was just thinking about it this afternoon. Growing up with two older sisters, uh, I don't know why somebody was talking about video stores or video rentals and i was like oh that was always uh um a two against three <laughs> triangulation was like with three siblings they always say like oh triangulation there's right. always two together one, one yeah. out and that's always the battle between three and that was very true in the video store where we're renting. were they aligned some, against yeah, you they would get like some girls just want to have fun <laughs> and don't get me wrong i was actually thinking about it t- today i was like you know what I would have preferred watching that than Commando. Like if I had an older brother and he's like, let's watch Commando. I was going to see Commando regardless through friends or whatever. It, right. was, it was good that I got a little taste of um, Dirty Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> the movie. <laughs> um, did that triangulation happen uh, not just at the video store? Hmm. I mean, yeah, I think it's always uh, now – Grown up wise, I think we're all uh, conscious to not do that, if only because it's like out of humanity. <laughs> like it's really, <laughs> it feels awful to, uh, to engage in that. Do you have siblings? I, yes, I have two older brothers from my dad's first marriage. They're okay. twins. They're 11 years older than I am. Okay. Um, and then I have a younger sister who's four years younger who I'm real close with. Oh, okay. I'm mean, close with, with my brothers yes, too, yes. but she and I were like, we grew up in the same house for, yeah. for all the years and stuff, and we still talk often, so. Okay, cool. So, yeah, you had some, uh, it was like an older sibling yeah. understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, but then you got the the joys of knowing a younger sibling, which, yes. yeah, yeah, that's very nice. Um, I knew, a, I had a friend who um, had same situation two older brothers okay uh uh and then she was born and then i had a sister who was born and she tells the funny story of she had before her sister was born she was fully toilet trained and then her sister was born and then she was like (laughs) (laughs) it's like pooping her pants all over the place because it was just like who's this person coming out and pooping their pants and get their diaper right i'm a fool i should go back (laughs) Yeah, what am I doing? Oh, that's so yeah. interesting because yeah. what a luxury I yeah. passed up. Um, we just had a pediatrician appointment ah. for I don't know if our pediatrician is like yeah, just bring them at the same time, which uh-huh. seems like a lot, but we did it. We brought uh-huh. them both uh-huh. at the same time, and I was asking her like you know when should we be aiming for toilet training, and you know she gave kind of a like when like, you know anytime now da da answer, but she's like. When there's a baby, when there's someone still in diapers in the house, it's going to take longer. Oh, so there you d- go. It matches up right That's there. That's right. And uh, how nice that you have somebody who who says that, and now you have that knowledge. Maybe that's right. I mean, I guess somebody uh, probably could see that and go like, "Oh, that's weird." Yes. <laughs> yes. Like maybe thirty years ago, fifty yeah. years in the forties. Do you think when that stuff went down, no, they had a doctor feel- with the sensitivity telling them you- that? No, they would have gotten thrown out of medical school. Your two-year-old would already be working, carrying a lunchbox and a thermos. So it definitely—I don't think—I don't think you'd get that kind of compassion in the forties. The, the ch- 
child worker thing uh, <laughs> reminds me in high school when I was going through my first breakup where I was broken up with and mm. it was just devastating. I remember I was reading Upton Sinclair's The Jungle in a like American lit class or something. Mm-hmm. And it was such a funny dynamic to be in reading that because it's like six-year-old like <laughs> child slaves working in factories and getting their arms caught in gears and it's like uh semi-journalistic sem- you know it's based in truth and in the meantime i'm like i just wish we could hang out on saturday <laughs> <laughs> so so you could relate is what you're saying yeah, <laughs> yeah similar... their agony was well not relate because it was smaller than mine right uh, yeah really insignificant uh, compared to mine so many of the books that i read in like an american lit and english lit in mm-hmm. high school i liked them i was an english major appreciated them at the mm-hmm. time but definitely could probably get more out of them now than i did then oh yeah i mean that's how i feel about college and not yes. because it was like oh, i party too hard <laughs> i didn't uh so it was like but i think there's stuff that i was reading especially I I was like just too young yes especially the philosophy stuff i still don't think i could like i feel like college should be like a thing a, you a do down payment 30s. thing like when <laughs> yeah. you're 50 they finally like eat like send you a package with like the iliad you're like you'll <laughs> right. get it now yeah kind of yes i was just talking about that on this show because i used the word simulacrum mm. and then tony asked what it means and i was like i'm not going to be able to provide you with that information right now <laughs> it's something simulation <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah but, yeah, but yeah. it's a different word so it's a little bit different <laughs> um <laughs> or maybe it's the same yeah. but uh, it's not a simulacrum but of uh, there's certain words like that maybe it is that though. I won't say out of fear that I'm mispronouncing it like the word um uh oh damn um when something is uh it's funny that I know the definition of the word oh p r e s c i n t okay i always thought it was prescient mm-hmm. but just the other day i heard myself say prescient and i think that it's the latter I thought it was always prescient, and I think it is prescient. Right. And you know what one I always get wrong? E-B-U-L-L-I-E-N-T, or is it A-N-T? Uh, I wouldn't I don't know. even attempt that. I, I thought don't... it was ebullient. Uh-huh. It's not. It's like ebullient. Really? Which is just wrong. Yeah. It really I... shouldn't be that. And I talk of language is... Uh, a liquid man <laughs> it's always flowing that's right that's the way i pronounce fluid. it is another person you know it's not ever written in stone how did you get into comedy and performing hmm i uh uh well, i had two older sisters and uh, <laughs> <laughs> no it, uh, i think it was uh uh um uh, it was really oh oh my family's very funny yeah <laughs> Did you? Did it take you a while to remember that? <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. I guess it took a moment. I Certainly wasn't comedic timing. <laughs> uh, my, uh, yeah, no, my, uh, uh, they were again with the video store thing. Uh, I was just thinking about this today. Mm. I don't know why I was ref- in such a retrospective mood. Maybe it was in prep for this right uh, if you were having thoughts that were prescient or yes, prescient yes. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> who knows uh but yes i uh uh um 
now I'm self-conscious that I got too loud there. Wait, oh, what was no. I just talking too, about? Too loud is better uh, than too quiet. Oh, good. Or as and my son would say. You let me worry about Okay, that. Sorry, 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 sorry. My son would say, too yowed? <laughs> too oh my yowed? god, am I too yowed? <laughs> You're not too uh, yowed. Driving home later, I was like, I was too yowed. <laughs> uh, what was I just, I got distracted. Uh, you said that your family was very funny. Yes, oh, right. So my dad was like Oh, you, funny. the video store you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's a separate thing. Okay. I, but, but just in the, but my dad was, uh, he was funny in like a, uh, uh, sort of, in, is uh, in like a, uh, kind of a more like, broad bigger way uh like and my mom is very funny but she was like the one who was like getting me excited about like uh wordplay mm-hmm. and stuff like uh i remember snow white was playing on tv and she was singing someday my prince will come and my mom said uh you know she's singing about kodak I was like, oh, Prince, P-R-I-N-C-S. Oh, I <laughs> uh, uh, and she had to explain it to me. And then I was like, oh, yeah, which um, is how I really like puns, mainly. Yeah. From the, that point forward is somebody going, what? <laughs> Even if it's me going like, what? And then the person going, duh, 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 you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are the most satisfying <laughs> for me. Uh, and then... Uh, you would think I have the greatest marriage of all time. <laughs> oh, is she all about that? No, I, I mean, I mean, it's constantly me having oh, to explain oh. the dumb joke that I just made. Uh, if I was, yeah, fly on the wall, I'm like, oh my God, this is a beautiful relationship. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, my two older sisters, they were super funny too. Uh, um, but, and we liked comedies and uh, I definitely saw like how you could... Use jokes as a a certain a certain uh, social uh, transfer uh, currency. Uh, currency. That's what I was trying to. I knew it had some sort of ints. It, <laughs> it was currency. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The uh, ints was earlier in the word than you thought. <laughs> but I remember watching my dad like make a, a neighbor across the street laugh, and I re- I wasn't laughing. I just remember seeing that like and being like, oh, that's like a. My dad seems to be liked by that guy now, mm. so that seems right. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then in school, just being a goof. But uh, you know, I—it's interesting. I don't necessarily know uh, my interests. Uh, uh, I like comedy, and or I love comedy. But it, like when I'm sitting down to watch something, it's not necessarily a, a comedy. A lot of times, right? Or, uh, yeah. Or, right. Um, was your first aspiration to act or write? Or do music? Hmm. I uh, I think you know. I first really liked drawing a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think before I started like uh, learning to write, I remember just having a sort of getting lost in like a trance. Like a kid, I would just be uh, inside, and I would turn on the TV, and I would just like my parents had these big. Um, monthly calendars and so it was like a big page and so you could strip it off and it had a huge piece of paper and you could just spend time filling out the page and i would just waste hours like doing that and then uh when i knew about animation and animators i thought that was really cool and i got really swept up in that um people who could be cartoonists and then uh it's funny as soon as i like learned in like third grade how to like write words and mm-hmm. put them together and stuff i immediately I quit drawing. <laughs> it was like, I was like, eh, forget that. There's another way to sort of express or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, so do you not draw anymore? No. I mean, I do as a doodle. My wife's a really great artist. Uh, uh, Leslie Art 
Finn mm. is her uh, Instagram <laughs> account, and it's it's uh, she's really great. But no, mine are mostly like uh, in the last like twenty years. I remember I doodled a face that accidentally like looked like Gene Wilder, and I was so proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i meant to do that (laughs) (laughs) so you moved to la after college yes and was what was that specifically to pursue uh well let me just you know uh get a feel for the times it's 2004 (laughs) uh stanks on the radio that uh um the reason yeah, I guess that's a wrong. The, that's the wrong. The, oh, the reason. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess asking you your reason was a silly question. <laughs> I am, at the uh, uh, at a certain point, my sugar uh, level drops, and I just become a huge prick to you. Like the reason. <laughs> uh, no, there's like the reason, right? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's funny because when I rewatched the reason just in the last week because I was like, oh yeah, when Donald Trump, uh, uh, <laughs> sorry to me, uh, 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 when he apologized for the Access Hollywood tape, he quoted uh, the reason he did? by who mistake. <laughs> accident. It was like, I'm not a perfect person. Uh, <laughs> I never meant the things that I said or something like that. Uh, and uh, But anyway, uh, I remember driving out to Los Angeles that was playing nonstop along with the John Kerry um, Swift vote. Uh, oh, like, the, yeah. The, does he really deserve a Purple Heart? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> right. um, you can a lot of times only get AM radio when you're like driving uh, mm-hmm. from Iowa to California. And so uh, uh, I remember hearing a lot of anti-John Kerry. Uh, but then, then, yeah, I arrived in Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, and you asked to pursue... Yeah. I, uh, like, yeah, what was your... How, how did that... I'm, what I'm driving at, what I'm trying mm-hmm. to find out is sort of what... I'm, I'm asking about your career path. So, mm-hmm. like, what was your first job in LA? And then, like, how oh, did you... yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it was like... Uh, um, when I first moved here, uh, I think I most... Uh, the goal in my oh baby i wanted to be on saturday night live man that was like and you came to la (laughs) yeah (laughs) well it's funny because i thought oh i'll go to uh chicago Mm -hmm. but i didn't know anybody in chicago ironic since i was in iowa city it was just a stone's throw away (laughs) right and my sister bennigan's was there yeah because my sister went to depaul and the Mm. university of chicago and i visited chicago and i love chicago so i was like oh i'll go there after college because there's an improv scene and i uh, you know, no SNL, uh, you know, uh, circumvents <laughs> that area. Is that the right word? No, because that would mean going around. Yeah. They go through it. They vent it. Right. They circumcise it. Circumcise it. They circumcise it. But uh, all my friends in college uh, who I continue to do comedy with, they live in LA, and I feel like I'm happy I made the, that mm-hmm. choice. Uh, uh, it was it was the right thing to do, but uh, I moved out to Los Angeles, and then uh, yeah, I think it was about like it really was sort of uh, I was open to anything, mm-hmm. and what I sort of got reinforced is the thing I followed, which sometimes I, I wonder, oh, is that the is that the best way to go? Should I, you know, uh, I wouldn't say like I was goalless. I was mm-hmm. certainly like prioritized about some sort of expression uh, <laughs> but it was sort of like oh who's ever gonna let me get to that that's how i'm gonna follow this you know yeah uh, i think that's i think 
I think expecting someone starting out to be able to be like, no, that's not exactly what I want to do is I've backed into the sentence and it's hard for me to get no, out of it. No, no, I don't I think that that's yeah, yeah. too much. I think that when you're, when you're just starting out, of course you're open to anything. Yeah, right, right, right. I guess closing things off when you're trying to just, uh, yes, yeah. Um, and in a way, maybe it was also my, I was following my bliss in my own way and getting to, you know, uh, like, but, because uh, when I first moved to LA, like the first year doing, um, I was doing open mics, uh, with, uh, my friends from Iowa, uh, which is funny to circle, to, to, to hold, I refer to them as my friends from Iowa. They're my best friends. <laughs> Here I'm saying friends yeah. from Iowa. Is that, is that all I, you I would have introduced in them at a party Location? like that. Yeah. Uh, no, Mike Cassidy and, uh, who I'm in the band with, with Tony, with the Don't Stop Roll Die and, uh, Neil Campbell. And, uh, uh, we had met doing this thing, No Shame Theater in Iowa City, that where you do sketches and, and comedy. And it was nice because I had written a few solo things. And so I did just did those at the open mics. And I felt like it was a little unfair, kind of cheating, because they were written for theater. And so in an open mic, people would just like something if it was different regardless of quality mm -hmm. believe me i watched i know <laughs> like, i was like people are just this i'm watching this this sucks and we're enjoying it because at least it's not uh uh whatever just what you mainly right format uh, the format right uh so uh what was the format you know people just telling like uh no no i mean what was uh, the format of what you were doing oh and <laughs> it's not to say and what I was doing was so next level. It was like it was bad theater stuff of just like uh, like one man show type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like I had a keyboard and you know how like R two D two or whatever machines are always for the benefit of the audience repeating the thing the robot just didn't say in your language. So, like, the relationship yes. between C-3PO and R2-D2 is constantly him summing yeah. up what R2-D2 yeah. says. So it was like, no, you can't go up in the ship. It's like, <laughs> normal life, you would just go, no. You would, <laughs> right. you know, anyway. So I had a keyboard. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> the logs that's taking me to describe this, but you understand how it did not go over well. But it was like a, the keyboard, I would play notes. And so it would be like, uh no, uh, how does a train get to Phoenix in on time? Oh, <laughs> and I wouldn't repeat that part. It was like, uh, right, so yes. it was like... Um, Anti-comedy, yes. that's what it was, mm -hmm. and uh, that works for a bit, but you can't withstand a comedy, a, a stand-up career on, on right. that. So I was quickly looking for than writing jobs and stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> I was not... Uh, that's the other thing when I was saying, like, oh, I felt like I was cheating. Um, it wasn't my passion to be, like, a stand-up and mm -hmm. you're with people who it is. And so you feel a little bit like a... I would dislike me if I was one of one of them. But if I was somebody pursuing... I would sort of be like, you're wasting my... You're wasting other right. people's time. Like, because you're not pursuing it in earnest. Yeah, it's also sort of like, I know you're just a... You're a writer, 
or you're a sketch performer, mm-hmm. stay out of this these waters, dude. <laughs> you know, and and then UCB uh, Upright Citizens Brigade opened in 2005, and so when that opened, then uh, Neil and Mike and I started performing there a lot, and then I didn't do open mics anymore. That was, that was sort of like then. I felt safe in that area to do whatever we were doing uh, without it seeming like I was crashing somebody else's party. Mm-hmm. Um, which reminds me, I wasn't setting this up to say this, but in the first couple months, uh, Neil and Mike and I, we went to a girlfriend's, not mine, one of the girlfriend's like parties of their college friends. You know, like when you like. People are still hanging out with college friends. Yes. Yeah. You, then you meet somebody who you're just an acquaintance to them, and now you're meeting their big college friends. It's like such a history. Yeah. And um, it's also like a weird. It's almost like code switching. Mm, like it's yeah. almost like like you just stepped into another subculture. Yes. And then you realize now I'm just saying you, but I'm talking about me. But yes. I'm going to still make no, it please. Uh, and then you realize like these things that were so specific and particular to and important to you, like right. replicate themselves all over the country. Yeah, yeah, right. They're <laughs> spreading their stories yeah. as well. Also, that uh, the code thing too of like uh, we've been in those situations. Uh, I'm sure witnessing them and being in them, where uh, you know you talk to your parents in one way and you talk to your friends in another way. What do you do with like the two clash? You're like, what human being? Am I? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not saying I'm the most inauthentic person in the world. I try no, to be consistent, but everybody is, d- devises a little yeah. difference. So like going to those college parties would, could be fascinating on that level too. You're like, Oh, they're, they, they're using a flat vowel accent there <laughs> with those, for, you know. Uh, but anyway, the point of the story was we got uh, thrown, literally thrown out of a party because uh, we were bat- in a back patio and there was like a little hunk of meat that had fallen <laughs> on the pavement. And we were, we picked up a broom and we were like touching the meat and the <laughs> host of the party came over and was like, you guys got to go. You got to get out of here. And uh, and we got like brought through the party, <laughs> and um, I later found out. Um, <laughs> I believe an Os- a future Oscar-winning uh, filmmaker was there. It's not any circles I run in uh, at all. It just so happened. I, I like it. It was a non-comedy. It was like a drama, like just drama completely party. different worlds. And uh, <laughs> later, we were like, "Oh, we got kicked out of a party." But it was like, a, "Did this person have some anything to do with?" It wasn't the host, out? by the way. Okay. who's the Goldie winner? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, we later found out. I think the host was friends with the recent ex of the girlfriend. Who we came along with? So you, wait, let me see, see if I it, can. Yes, follow. yeah. Host follow that. Was path. friends Talk with about the recent breaking. ex of the. Fr- oh, so you were, um, were these, personas non grata. Yes, we were these guys who were coming. Like, oh, oh your this friends girl of, broke yeah. up with my friend, and she's still showing up, and now she's bringing her d- new dirtbag friends. Yeah. who I who don't respect meat. Was that <laughs> yeah. was that part of it? The meat thing? Yeah. It, well, that sounds a, a little like my keyboard bit. <laughs> It was just sort of like not aggressively being weird, but being sort of like, you normie's going to put up with this. Like, it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed about both of those things, Allison, I'll be honest. Um, 
I'm also embarrassed by the amount I've ta- spoken. No. You'll say things and you say something eloquent in eight words. I'm like, here I am blabbing. I drove through <laughs> old town and listened to the radio. <laughs> no, this is great. My listeners are going to love you. Okay, I hope so. Just like you're going to love these shoes that I'm going to talk about. Mm. Rothy's. Do you know Rothy's? I they do. Make, do you? Everyone knows Rothy's. Uh, they make stylish shoes for women and girls out of recycled plastic water bottles, and they're insanely comfortable and machine washable. Now, I, when I first heard out of water bottles, I thought, that sounds crunchy and scratchy. They're not that at all. In fact, I used, when I used to talk about them, I would bring a pair of Rothy's into the studio, and I almost did that earlier, uh, so that you could feel how they feel just like soft fabric. It's amazing. They've quickly grown to a most loved gotta have them brand. It's no surprise they have over a thousand nearly perfect reviews. And I've mentioned this before, but I feel like it's a ringing endorsement. Kathleen, our dog walker, when I was first hipped to Rothy's, I looked down at her feet and I said, are those Rothy's? Uh, and she said, they are. They're the only shoes that she can wear out of the box and they don't have to give her blisters. This is a dog walker. This is someone who needs comfortable shoes. And Meghan Markle wore them. And when she did, they were flying off the shelves. Everyone wants Meghan Markle's shoes. Yeah, Not her no, specific. I, I mean, no, they probably want her specific shoes. They can't have... I don't know if she's selling her specific shoes, but you can get shoes that are like the ones that she would wear. They come in a wide range of colors and patterns. They're available in four different silhouettes. Plus, they're constantly launching new styles, so you're guaranteed to find a pair or three you'll love. Uh, And also, the uh, new colors and new patterns sell out constantly, so get on there and get the ones that you want. Uh, Check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash allison. Go to rothys.com slash allison to get your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash Allison, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash Allison today. Okay. Rothys! Thank you. Yeah, man. Can I ask a quick related question you can. to that? Yes. That I've been wanting to ask, and maybe this is just showing my stupidity. Is silhouettes a shoe term that I am not familiar with? Ooh. I think it's a fashion term. Okay. I don't know if it's specifically related to shoes. It's like the shape of the... Yeah. So they have like a a loafer, a point, pointed toe, uh-huh. a loafer, a sneaker, and I'm forgetting okay. what they call the fourth one, but it's like different. It's like a fancy word for style. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. Carry on. I see a little silhouette of a high heel. <laughs> <laughs> Now, was that, was that comedy that or was anti-comedy? Anti- that was anti-comedy. Okay. Still up to my old <laughs> tricks. So I was listening to Don't Stop or We'll Die earlier. Oh. And while I was putting on eyeliner, and I was cracking up, and I was like, this is going to mess up my eyeliner. Oh, it's like that scene in Airplane when the woman's putting makeup and the airplane's bouncing and she's smearing exactly. it all over. It was exactly, exactly. like Exactly. Yeah. We have to move now because I got eyeliner all over everything. Um, but the song about the frog... Oh, yes. Lily pad on my doorstep. Is yes, that right? Yes, yes. Lily uh, pad uh, on your doorstep. On your doorstep. <laughs> Just for the people who are immediately going to <laughs> iTunes and searching it, wanting yeah. to purchase it. Oh, I thought I was thinking for the people who are leaving me angry iTunes reviews. Oh. For like the... Excuse me, yeah. the possessive <laughs> yeah. is different. Um, but there's, there's a couple lines in there that, that were making me laugh. At the LOL, literally. Oh, well, thank um, you. It's about being cuckolded by uh, uh, an animal. <laughs> Yes, um, which everyone knows I'm into. Yes, that's yeah. my thing. That's the, so when you search the 
animal cuckolding. On your podcast is the number one. <laughs> Somehow you had a couple episodes that related enough. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Welcome, you freaks. <laughs> we love you. We love you. No kink shaming here. That's right. That's right. That's a thing. Yeah. Uh, do you ever have trouble recording the songs because or, or performing them because you're laughing? <laughs> uh, uh, there's been times where. Um, <laughs> it relates to what you're talking about uh, to dovetails to the when we do some when we do a joke and it doesn't laugh when there doesn't isn't land. a response then we start getting giggly <laughs> and it's because uh I would never put myself on this man's level but uh Norm Macdonald uh, explained it once where it was like people would be like you're shitty you smile when a joke bombs because you are enjoying that people aren't enjoying it. And oh. it's like, no, look at it from my position, which is if comedy is the uh, usurping, unsurping, what word is, how do you pronounce that word? Usurpation? Of, yes. Of, I, of, maybe. Of, I don't know. Of expectations. He's like, my expectation was, this is a funny joke. I'm going to tell it oh. to this crowd of people and they're going to laugh. So when they don't laugh, they he's told like, him that a joke. Was, yeah. He was like, oh, that's so funny that I thought this was funny. And, <laughs> So that's oh, what that's makes me laugh. When yeah. people don't laugh, I'm like, it cracks as With songs and sketches, particularly sketches, because there was so much work <laughs> that went into making it happen. That, like, <laughs> when people don't laugh at the first moment when, like, the thing happens, you're like, whoa, I, this has been this for an entire month. <laughs> when we had, like, a monthly sketch show, when a sketch would bomb in the first beat, you know, you'd be like, oh, I guess I thought it was funny that the scientist would do this for 30 days. And now people are telling me no. Yeah. Um, can you think of examples of sketches? Of oh, like that the, bomb? Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, I did a... Well, I've done it, it. It was a character I did on uh, the podcast that you mentioned, Comedy Bang Bang. I do. I did a character, a couple episodes that was like a, a scientist. I said scientist because I yeah. was thinking of this. A character who's like my creepies. He's like, uh, he's a scientist who lo- he has like one foot high versions of the universal monsters uh and he calls him his my he's like oh i love my creepies i miss my creepies <laughs> and uh i did a sketch and uh, uh i the first moment i went like oh i miss my creepies and it was like silent <laughs> and then there was maybe if there was laughter it was the delayed laughter of people laughing that that did not get a laugh. Right. <laughs> it was like, whoa, that was such a big swing and a miss. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, then I did it on a podcast with times 1,000 amount of people <laughs> over there uh, or however many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did it go on the podcast? Uh, that's the beauty. You can't hear people not laughing or not. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Like right now. <laughs> no, I am laughing. No, no, this no, no. Right. I bet I bet beat your listeners right oh, now. Oh, oh, oh. They're probably just like stone faced. <laughs> no, actually, because I took a call for questions on Patreon and Twitter. Oh, okay. And on Twitter, people asked, there was a question about the creepies. Oh. So see? Creepies. You could say there was a question of like, am I stone faced sitting in traffic? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that would be yeah, prescient. Yeah. Um, am I, I'm overdoing it. No, no, no. I think no, I'm overdoing no. it. 
there was a podcast that I was I was on this podcast throwing shade that I really like. Oh yeah, and I got like I made I said something that got a laugh, and I don't know what it was. But then, and by the way, this makes it sound like I'm like extremely new to comedy, and I'm not saying I'm a veteran, but like I'm newer than this is about to make a sound. But I just like I really late, so I just like did it way too many times. Oh, a little like call bask call backsies. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um. <laughs> I actually never you listened. You can't be the judge of that. You let others be the judge of that. And I, I bet they liked it. The throwing shade. I, I hope. I hope. But I know that when other people do it too much, I'm like, okay. But I let bet. Don't you think you probably got some throwing shade listeners? I know I did. Yeah. I know I did. So you know it was like we're here for a the deal way breaker. You beat something into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those people came for that. Yeah. So you gotta, you know, say one more time. Say P-R-E-S at some point. Okay. I think those listeners want it. <laughs> I want it. Okay. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you like the <laughs> usurpation uh, or whatever of, I feel like the whatever the word that we're going for is, of expectations. Um, yes. And so, thank you. <laughs> That's like, just an uncomfortable no, pause no. in the middle. Here's my question, though. I feel like with Don't Stop or We'll Die, there's such a gulf between the lyrics and the earnestness of the music uh-huh. or maybe it's not actually earnest i don't know you could answer that but like just the uh, the lyrics on the face of it are really funny and then the lyrics sung in this like it, it, the tone makes it all funnier how intentional is that yeah the uh we, we it cracks us up to what you're talking about like it's the uh uh um mike calls it uh unwarranted passion <laughs> yes <laughs> like having <laughs> it's making me laugh right now just having like seen so passionately about the dumbest stuff is just really very funny to me it's a, it's a, it's a good mixture my husband when we first started dating <laughs> Was always singing "Got a Curly Perm" for my camping oh, trip. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's nice. And uh, uh, and he actually just mentioned it on the podcast recently. Oh. And some people said that they went and downloaded it. Oh, that's uh, nice. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, like just the like it's so I don't know something about the yeah. gulf between the music, but then like the silliness of yeah. Of well, that. I'm only going to bring it up because it's so coincidental. But not to brag, I was at therapy this morning Mm. and I was talking about, Oh, this sounds so navel gazy. Not only am I talking about my therapy, I'm talking about how I look at my own work. But I therapy, but which I is, asked you. Oh, uh, oh, in therapy, you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Uh, that, no, but that's the point. That's really that's yeah. the point of it. That's the point of and it. And I'm very conscious in therapy of like life stuff is the most of it, and then maybe in the last couple of minutes, I quickly go, oh, and I'm writing this, and this is what I think about it, just as a way to kind of, you know. But I was saying, oh, I feel like the question of uh, authenticity is really, uh, it's, I was like, oh, I think that's something I'm Rap a little fi- little fixated on. Mm. The things I've been writing are sort of in the... And so I didn't even think about the music portion. So right now, when you said that to me, like, oh, there's a gulf between those two things. I was like, oh, because the way I said it was like, oh, it's either 
personally thinking, oh, how can somebody be their authentic self mm-hmm. in a situation, but also tonally, because uh, I was saying how much I loved uh, the old 60s Batman show. And I was like, I was trying to think of that style of comedy of being, uh, saying something ridiculous without having to put a spin on it, mm-hmm. and sort of say it dryly, and the ridiculousness will reveal itself. I was like, maybe pe- people in London were doing that, but I was like, <laughs> I don't know, in America, like, Marx Brothers are big, and they're crazy, so, mm-hmm. it, like, there's not, I was like, oh, that's a, maybe that's what I'm loving about Batman so much, is, like, it is that that first uh, taste of people being, like, the line of, like, uh, authenticity is sort of like, what the, f- what's this show care about? <laughs> it was like, why are they being so committed to such a ridiculous, uh, uh, real quick, uh, if not everybody's bored yet, but there was a joke where Batman, <laughs> Joker made, like, a huge phone, like a huge <laughs> rotary phone, and Batman walks up to him, he's like... Oh my gosh, look at it. It's a perfect likeness of a phone. <laughs> With the exception of the size, of course. <laughs> <laughs> does the idea of making... Um, well, this I was going to say, does the idea of making sincere music appeal to you? But maybe that's not the right way to phrase the question. Oh, I was going to say to you, that's what... Uh, I, I didn't say that, but it's... Uh, it's the embarrassment of having been sincere previously with bands oh. and never wanting to think about, like, that was a forced rhyme <laughs> to get a feeling out, uh, which I was listening to. Like, it's so funny when you're a teenager and you hear a song on the radio and you just automatically think, if this person's singing it and it was produced, they're smart <laughs> and yeah. they know where it's at. And I, uh, and then hearing stuff you're now, and you're just like, oh, that person's an idiot. This is just what a dumb, you know, notion that they're, uh, but, um, yeah, uh, it's like I was listening to The Who, and it was like, this your is syncophantic so- ways. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, that's not a fun word to hear. You're yeah. just, yeah, whatever. It's so weird. This is the second time that someone's mentioned The Who today. Really? Yes. Who uh, Was Roger Daltrey here? <laughs> he, uh, he was on the podcast before. Oh, that's what this long yellow curl <laughs> yeah. on the chair is. No, our um, our contractor, Ray, who's actually out there somewhere, was oh. talking about The Who this morning. Was it Ray Davies of the Kinks? Was he talking about his competition <laughs> with the band The Who? Yes, he is now... Uh, he's, uh, he's in our crawl space right now. <laughs> what, uh, what did he say about The Who? He was talking... What song? He was asking if we knew a certain song and um was it the one i referenced no it was shoot what one is it something with like gender fluidity way back when they call it something like they call me a boy the boy oh boy. that's funny because uh just referencing the kings you know lola yes a, big, a gender bendy right song do so. you know this who song though no what is it um i'm not the biggest uh as, no, I, as you could tell with my derisive yeah. uh uh they say I'm a boy. I raked them over the coals with the, with the lyrics right here. The salmon boy? Is that what you said? No, something like they say I'm a boy. Oh, they say I'm a boy. I'm, I think it, I feel like it's just called... <laughs> I'm a boy? Yes. I'm a boy. Okay. <laughs> and it's... It, it, is it a... Queer? Is it like a... I don't... I, no, I don't think so. It's like I'm a boy, but his... From Ray's telling... Of the lyrics, it's like his mom wanted him to be a girl, so she puts makeup on him or something. It looks like the chorus says, I'm a boy, I'm a boy, but my ma won't admit it. I'm a boy, I'm a boy. 
but if I say I am, I get it. Oh. Yeah, okay. and then I said, get what? <laughs> I didn't know, and then Ray said, hit. But there's something about makeup in there. Uh... By the way, should we all know this song? Yeah, I think it's good that people are... Uh... Oh, no, no, I don't, I don't mean from like a... Um, a woke standpoint. I mean, from a musician standpoint, no, should we all know this song? I don't know. Because I used I to do. play in a band, and now I'm wondering, uh, should I know this song? Because yeah. I, because I don't. But would you play in the band? Uh, I played guitar. Well, originally I played drums. I'm, I'm not a great drummer. Uh, and then I'm like, this has been fun, but I'm moving. And then I went to San Francisco, and then I came back, and I'm like, it turns out I didn't move. And they said, <laughs> okay, well, we found a drummer, which he's like an amazing drummer. And I thought it was probably they were probably like. It was for, probably fortuitous to them that I was like, I'm going. <laughs> like, cause you were, we were gonna, that was gonna happen regardless. It's just easier this way. But then they knew that I also played guitar. So then I played guitar in the band. And that was just, Tony, I don't know how you lug so much stuff around. Oh, it sucks. It's yeah. the worst. Yeah. I had so much more fun once I was just had a guitar. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Uh, and uh, you enjoyed playing the guitar in the band more than when you were playing drums because if, the equipment or just also the. Um, I, if I'm just going to sit down and play something, it would be drums. Mm. Um, I, I think I enjoy drums more than guitar, but I found playing drums in the band to be, Oh yeah. Like we didn't ever actually do, we didn't, we didn't do shows until after I came back and we had a different drummer. So we had just done some practices together, but I think that I was not at the level that they needed Ah. is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I sat in with any other band that wasn't my friends, uh, I would be. They'd be. Get out of here, you Looney Tune. (laughs) (laughs) You can't play the bass. Oh, stop that. Oh, it's true. But we still. (laughs) The lugging around equipment thing, it's funny because we, we went on a little tour and we were playing like venues. And I was thinking, like, so stand ups, when they do this, it's just one of them, one person, and they don't have any stuff, and they do the same theater with the same crowd, and you know, I would try to like rectify it with it, like, not uh, should I not be playing music? It was just sort of like, what's the? And I thought, but music reaches an emotional mm. height. That's, I wouldn't say better or anything. It's just like it's different. different. In a in a in a in a stronger, better way. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not so a it's value like, judgment. So it's, it's like just... if I have to haul equipment, that's okay because what emotionally I get out of this, and mm-hmm. hopefully, what other people is better than if I was just going up there and telling fucking dumb jokes. <sighs> yeah, I'm kidding. I like stand-ups. It sounds like <laughs> so. What? <laughs> that, that was the joke. That was. A I know. Joke. I know. I know. I know. I know. I respect they know. it. The people know too. You could tell I respected it. Twenty <laughs> minutes ago, I was saying I felt like I was an imposter because yeah. I respect it so much. That's how much respect you have for the craft. Yes. So what? I'm going to ask you a question that I don't know if you're going to have the answer for. And I still don't think it was necessary for me to say that. Um, <laughs> emotional heights. What? Yes. What experience do you hope someone in the audience has from a Don't Stop or Will Die show? And the reason I'm asking is because someone mentioning emotional heights, you might then think, oh, well, I would expect that of someone who's making, quote unquote, sincere. sincere. Yes. Yeah. But you're choosing to do really funny lyrics with, with, yeah. with I, uh, sincere music, unwanted passion. I don't know how, I don't right. know how to describe yeah. the music. Well, then I guess, yeah, it's a little... Um 
uh, I'm trying to get those things in a. It sounds like a pretty sneaky way. No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, I do think so. Like, it does sound like a. Because it's like wanting to get the riches of passion, but not have to put any uh, stakes out there. Or not, no real emotional stakes. Like mm. I said, like, I don't have to, like, regret going, like, and my heart was in pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like Tony's uh, other band, <laughs> or I'm ninety nine percent of all bands on earth yes. that are way better than our band. Uh, so, but uh, I I just can't suffer that embarrassment anymore. But did were you in sincere bands? Uh, or are you embarrassed for other people? Uh, no, I'm never embarrassed for other people, which I guess is something says something goes to show that you're a good person. Well, no, that people <laughs> no, that people aren't thinking about me as right. much. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like I'm not thinking about yes. other people doing it. So yeah. why would they give a shit what my lyrics were saying? But right. yeah. And uh, So where's the fear of where's that embarrassment coming from? Cuz you cuz you said like you you just can't do it anymore. I think it uh, you know what it might have actually come from a changing taste thing as well where my likes so this is not to say oh i see something and i dislike it it was more um the things i was really liking were less uh clear in what emotion they were or a thought that they were delivered like in high school i thought the point of uh like lyric writing was like almost like a thesis paper (laughs) where it's like you make your statement then you lay out your case in rhyme form <laughs> and and then uh, and then later you're like oh actually it's just the sound of a vowel over mm-hmm. this note sounds good we'll just do that <laughs> you know right. and so maybe it's it's also i just like that stuff more now than uh the things that are but um i'm trying but- to think of stuff that is emotionally very like articulate in songs because i like that too but differently have you done things where you felt like oh oh how embarrassing that was so earnest or so sincere oh yes like in high school i wrote a song called beauty pageant that was about letting a fictional fantasy woman suffering from bulimia telling her like it's okay (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) So, like, not just embarrassing, but, like, wrong and toxic. Like, the, that is not my pain that, yeah. to express. Like, you know. Uh, uh, Please uh, tell uh, me if there's a recording somewhere. Yes. Oh, yes. There's another song called Catholic School. That was a... That, uh, And more and more they think it's cool that God is dead and beer is cool. (laughs) Beer is cool. I hated those guys who thought beer was cool. Clearly. I did have, um, for many reasons, but when that Kavanaugh stuff was going down, it did. I noticed for our little circle... It touched a nerve. We're like, oh, yeah. fuck those guys. Yes. <laughs> like I, I was like, I haven't been around that in like 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. But you, you'd be at a bar and just the way people would start talking, you're like, oh, my God, I haven't felt this like verve of hating the uh, bros. Academy bros. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you hate those guys who thought beer was cool? Well, enough to write a goddamn song about <laughs> it. Uh, 
no, you know what? It, it was frustrating because uh, I didn't drink with my friends, but a couple times when parties got busted, my people thought my friends and I did. They thought we were narcs. And it was a little, I thought, narcissistico. Guys, we, it was what I was just saying. It was like, we don't care enough to break up. We don't, we're not trying to break up your party. Right. It's like, what losers are you to think we're doing, you know? Uh, but, uh, but also maybe I gave off a vibe that was self-righteous. And so they, I could have easily been seen as somebody who was an arc. So I'll chalk it up to that too. I, I, hmm. Yeah. Do you think you did or do? I think in high school I was definitely like a judgmental person. It was like a misshapen uh, self-righteousness, uh, internalized Catholic thing. Mm. Oh, that's right. Because you, yeah. you did go to this Catholic school. Yes, where God is dead and beer, beer is cool. cool. That's what I thought some of the students felt like. <laughs> you know, I was walking down the hallways. I'm God. You know, they think God is dead and beer is cool here. And then you're like, idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, along with the song Rotten Egg. What was that one? <laughs> um, rotten egg, rotten egg, order on the outside, disorder on the inside. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh an egg, a rotten egg, just the looks of it outside, mm. you don't know it's rotten inside. It might. That's right. You might just think. It's a regular high school boy just walking down the hall. But what's going on inside is more twisted than you could ever imagine, right. Normie. Appearance reality <laughs> shit. Yes. Well, I I wrote a song called Gated Community. <laughs> and it repeated the line, we bought everything. But it wasn't just items. It oh. was they bought in. Oh, oh. Yeah, it works on just uh, wait, two levels. <laughs> yeah. So that one I often think to the, myself uh, the multi the double any other any other juicy uh um i don't you don't have to play your hand i'm not forced okay to well there's one that actually we never recorded <laughs> <laughs> you're like thank god this doesn't exist in some this was, national library yeah i think this one started did this one start when i was still the drummer yeah because i showed them on guitar but then i stepped back behind yeah, the kit yeah. but that's how I mean, they knew i played guitar it was called <laughs> it's it called welcome to the mind fuck uh, <laughs> and it just like repeated welcome to the mind fuck a lot and then it was what do you think that i think when you think what i think oh, to- but it actually was yeah. based on an exchange i'd had with someone who's mind given the mind fuck it was a little bit of a mind fuck because mm-hmm. it was like i don't know did you think i didn't know that you knew that and i was like i don't you're like let me get let my me- pencil <laughs> Let me diagram my, this. Yeah. yeah. But then I was inspired. Yeah. Um, no, but I think gated community is the most. That's good. Is the most like, oh, boy. We bought everything. Yeah. We bought into it. The most pseudo deep yeah. thing that felt original, but was like, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's probably like your Nirvana video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Fran Leibowitz, she's great. She has, a, she says this thing in that, um, uh, the media needs a genius every five years, and that's uh, us. And they're all, they only come around maybe every seventy-five years. Mm. Are you lucky to get a genius working in their field? And so, uh, there's a lot of like, she says in her old age or older age, she's just sort of like, 
people will be like, have you seen this new thing? It's like, yes, 22 times already. And right. It's been called the new, you know, it's, a, it's very hard to, to be the new thing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, somebody writing about a gated community. Sure, that's new as anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, go ahead. We bought everything. Yeah, now I'm trying to write now. Okay, so let's see. Dream house by the beach, all that you'll ever need. Uh, <laughs> oh, and then it was like, all, and then it repeated all my friends look just like me. It, oh, God. It's oh, so God. funny because the audience that was listening to that, uh, and I'm saying myself included, right? Like, they're already on board with that message. There's nobody who was like, from a Malibu beach house who went to the <laughs> yeah. punk rock show or whatever. It was like, wait a minute. Took off their polo yeah. and like right? sold their beach. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're but, right. Flipped up there. Yeah. They're otherwise but that also down sounds college. like I'm sort of like anti anybody like expressing like, uh, my, I have a friend Dave who told me like when he was like in fourth or fifth grade, when the first Iraq war, when the Gulf war was happening, some kids in his class were like, let's do a walkout to like demonstrate. And he was like, I was such a prick. I said, like, oh, yeah, the government's going to listen to 20 kids who walked out of a classroom. And he's like, I should have, like, you should encourage that. That was a shitty for a 10-year-old dad, but whatever. Oh, I was definitely more cynical back then than I am now. Yes. I think. And uh, more, there was a Twitter poll floating around that was like, have you become more, let's try to... Go against this message that people get less radical as they age. Have you become more radical? Mm. And there, are, people are sharing their stories of that. And uh, yeah, I wonder why that is. Uh, I wonder how I much un- it has to do with what's going on currently politically, though. Right now, yeah, people get a uh, they're getting pushed. That's right. They, uh, they have no choice. Um, Paul Rust, it was so delightful having you on. I do have questions from people. Oh sure. Or you? Or were you? I'm was that a but? Well, okay, so I, I'm on Patreon, and uh-huh. I, sometimes I'll do like a little bonus segment oh, on Patreon. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe put it on Patreon, except do- the, the people might be clamoring. So the question is, I have got questions from Twitter, and I've got questions from Patreon. Which ones should we do on the main show? Which ones should we do on Patreon? Do Twitter match with Twitter and Patreon match with Patreon, or is that to, to mix... Oh, oh it, it, we can go like back a, and forth. We could go back and forth. I just happen to have them. To do a Patreon question on a non-Patreon segment, I'm saying, is that like, I reached in to get M&Ms and it's Skittles? No, it's not. Because okay. one of the rewards of being a Patreon member is you get your questions asked ahead of everyone. I think that uh, means we got to do Patreon on this show. That makes sense. I'm yeah. such an idiot. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> you were thinking that. God damn it. How do I, I have to spell out everything for him? Okay, let's take some questions from Patreon. Yes. We have a song. When we ask they send them in They're wondering how you have been So thanks so much for answering These questions from our fans All right Michaela Finneran wants to know Favorite Harris Whittles memory Oh uh, Hmm There's so many uh, Man uh, I Oofta, I might go for the last one. Oh my gosh, here we go. Uh, it was, uh, I remember we were, this was maybe two or three days before Harris passed away, but uh, the SNL 40th anniversary uh, was on. And uh, Harris had a group of friends all come over to watch. And uh, I remember uh, the two of us really being so happy 
uh, for Norm Macdonald because he killed. He did like uh, Celebrity Jeopardy. And when he came on, the whole audience was laughing. Everybody in the room was laughing. And then when it went to commercial, we were like, oh my God, we're so happy for Norm Macdonald. He killed. And like, that's my main memory of that night was me and Harris being very happy for uh, Norm Macdonald, which, you know, you'd think a bunch of comedy snobs sitting in a room watching the SNL 40th anniversary would be a lot of vitriol, but it was actually a lot of uh, support. Joy, joy. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you? This is a deep question. Yeah. Um, with like, how does your grief affect you today? Hmm. I mean, don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but it, he's probably the person uh, the closest to me. I've experienced a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had grandparents and stuff, and I Are love you potentially them. hurting other dead people right now. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, oh, <laughs> they're like, hey. In their graves. I'm listening. Like, yeah. <laughs> we get podcasts down here, by the way. Oh, down here. Yeah. Oh, boy. No, I meant oh, burial. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> six feet, not 600. <laughs> that is where it is located. Not 600, 600, 666 oh, my God. feet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the exact depth of right, hell. Exactly. Uh, uh, so, yeah, the question of... I guess he's the best person to sort of ask, think about how I deal with it. Uh, yeah, I didn't talk about it for a long time, and uh, or would just talk about it with close friends. And uh, but uh, yeah, I still probably think about him a bit daily. And mm-hmm. uh, the weirdest stuff is when you think you see somebody. Uh, uh, but I don't know. At the same time, I feel like it's not. Um, I don't want to say not appropriate for me to talk about it, but it's almost like me feeling like um, uh, it's going to sound like the same thing I had the hang up about the open mics. <laughs> where I was like, oh, there's people not just uh, who lost Harris who were closer to him than to I. And how can I talk about my feelings when they mm-hmm. have their feelings that I think are more important? Uh, but also my somebody else's loss. I'm just like, oh, I haven't experienced the loss of a parent and mm-hmm. a, uh my friends who have, I know how much it changes them. And uh, so, and I can tell that hasn't, that sort of loss, maybe nothing disparaging against Harris. It's just like, I feel almost like a phony answering a loss question because mm. it's like, oh, it, it wasn't somebody who brought me into this world. And, right. you know, do you have your, your parents? Uh, They're both still here. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, I, and I'm, Every like I keep the thought that pops into my head is like this actually is, this actually sounds like a shitty thought but like I'm gonna have to plan a funeral oh yeah I don't, don't want to have to do that yeah I thought about the logistic stuff yeah in it. yeah I listen to I, or not listen to read in this podcast world do you think any interview you right you think you'll heard you it heard it when yeah. you read it twenty years ago uh, I Paul Thomas Anderson was talking about Magnolia and he was saying. Mm. The an idea he was trying to get across with that movie was like you don't ever see in a movie when you go to the funeral to bury the person you can't find like parking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, there is specific stuff to. So. I just want to make it clear. I'm not saying that's going to be the biggest bummer of losing my parents. I'm just saying that's where no. my, my mind goes. I like that you shared that because I think that's what people think. And then they don't share it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Tim Ortez would like to know. Tim Ortez lives in Germany, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Um, how was it to work with Paul Rubens? Oh, uh, the best. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I um, 
I'm not just saying this with 2020 hind, you know, making mm. making upsies. That guy <laughs> was um, my uh, god. Oh, really? Growing up, yeah. So that must. Have so been that's what exciting. I'm saying. I'm not just saying that now because I got a yeah. job. And I'm like, right. Oh, I was obsessed, and there's pictures of me dressed as Pee Wee and stuff. It was just a. Uh, I didn't bring that up until like year two of working with Paul because <laughs> uh, it's a little. It's like being yeah. Can I wear your skin? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, so I was very gentle right. uh, when we first met, but uh, about my fandom. Yeah. He knew, obviously, uh, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it was everything I could ho- hope for and more. He's a, a really lovely person, and now we're friends. Carlos Alfaro would like to know if he and Leslie, he, they would like to know if you and Leslie mm-hmm. chose to end love on your terms or were there other things behind it, mm-hmm. like the whole Netflix three seasons and done thing. Mm-hmm. There's also two more questions, so I'm just going to throw them all at oh, you. Oh, sure. Two more questions from Carlos. What does he think happened to Gus and Mickey's relationship after? Ooh. And can you talk shit about Mike Mitchell? I love the Doughboys. <laughs> uh, so the yes, it's funny that he was asking. Um, the, the, he had three questions that he was asking about three seasons. That's so right. It's like, were you told you could only ask three questions? Right. Yeah. <laughs> And and when you started out, did yeah, you think you, you were going to tell ask more questions? <laughs> uh, no, it was it was a, a very collaborative, open conversation that uh, Leslie Judd and I were having with Netflix about when to end it and the time that we all were happy ending it. So it was definitely it didn't feel like a forced unhappy thing it was uh it was um creatively uh, i think everybody walked away from it very happily uh i almost said very happy but ooh, gotta make that a adverb paul huh? we walked away very happy i think you could walk away from something happy very happily well if you walk away like you walked away and oh you and were... i twas happy yes <laughs> you twere <laughs> i twere happy as opposed to your it was a, the walk itself was happy yeah that's right oh thank you uh, so question number two, what yes. was it? Uh, uh... Wait, I don't think, I don't feel satisfied. <laughs> uh, and I don't want Tony to have to bring it up at rehearsal. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> However, I don't know what I, I feel like there's more to the story. Well, his question was sort of right. Uh, now was, that, that's what choose, makes me think of it. But my question is No, no, no. I meant his, uh, that reminded oh, me. His other question think, was sort of like, oh, what, yes, what great, else perfect. would happen? Yeah. Because I think. What do you think happened that could, to them after? That could very well be asked of the show. Yeah. If you watch three seasons, uh, I do think a response you might have is like, that could have gone on a little longer. Perhaps, yes. Yes. And so uh, uh, the question of what happened to them, I could see being one you would ask is sort of like, uh, oh, it didn't go eight seasons to to answer this question. Right. Uh, So um, I don't know. It's interesting because like, yeah, uh, creatively, I know you want to leave them wanting more. Mm -hmm. So I'm satisfied by that but also creatively yeah you just the uh it would have it it's exciting to imagine what went on uh, and continued and mm-hmm. uh, uh the choice to um end it i think was the appropriate one but 
what's uh, Judd and I still talk about, and Leslie and I, of like, that was a me breathing in air, not getting uh, choked up. <laughs> Just people that know that was not a lump in a throat moment. Uh, it, we talk about how uh, we're like, oh, stuff pops up constantly where you're like oh that would be on the show that could Mm -hmm. you know and that was the best uh thing about working on the show Uh, believe you me it was just like the i've never worked on anything that just had uh an abundancy of ideas Mm because everybody has their own relationship stories and you have your own and then the best thing is how universal uh they ended up being it's sort of uh uh, actually uh kind of a uh it's uh i keep saying stuff like unfair but i do think like oh people who write workplace stuff that's tough Mm -hmm. because you're trying to generate something that most people probably don't even want to think about (laughs) they don't you know and then uh this is like maybe says something cruddy about the audience but like you go to disney movies and if a cartoon if somebody crinkles their nose in the way that human beings crinkle their nose just some part of monkey part of your brain just goes like, I like that because that's, I see that <laughs> I in see the, that, yeah. yeah. And so with a relationship, it was just with love. It was so easy for people to be like, I relate. And it's like, yeah, cause we're not on a move. We didn't make right. it difficult <laughs> to, <laughs> to, you know, relate yeah. to Yeah. 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 There was no obstacles really. Well, it's interesting that you're, you're saying that like the fact that it was universal, but then, yeah, we put obstacles is, was in ourselves. Easy thing, yeah. But I think that I think you should be proud of how universe the, uh, of how many people related to it. But then, uh, at the same time, I guess people have the response of some. I, I do. There's things I watch and it reflects me, and I don't like it, so I yeah, I don't enjoy it, so I stop. I don't watch it because it, it makes me get too reflective. Mm-hmm. Like I have a particular. I don't think this dude will ever hire me, so I'll talk shit about him. Oh, good. Uh, uh, I don't like Cameron Crowe. Okay. Like his movies or anything. And I've wondered sometimes, oh, is that because it's, um, you know, the vanity of small differences where uh, you're competitive with things that are similar to Mm -hmm. you? Right. There's no way I'm competitive with Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) But Lloyd Dobler, I'll be like, they got that wrong. (laughs) So uh, I think that's also a reaction people can have if something's like, oh, God. Give me spaceships, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes Look sense. Look at a bad date. I try to avoid these. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then can you talk shit about Mike Mitchell? His character, like, the, the, the thing of him, for some reason what jumps into my mind is when he wanted to buy that file cabinet because it was cute. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, that just tugs at my heart. Yeah. His, he tugged at my heartstrings so much. Yes. Well, Mike Mitchell, he's the best person on earth. The opposite of what that question right. was. Uh, he's the best guy. And, uh, oh, I will say, this kind of answers the other question. Uh, uh, we're all happy with how love ended and, and, that, and, and the way it ended. But there were two things left on the table that I was like, ah, oh, I wish we could have gotten to it. And one was, uh, I wish we could have met uh, Mickey's mom. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to that. I wish we could have. And then uh, uh, Mitch's character, and he knows this, we've talked about it, Randy was supposed to have like uh, a, more of a redemption. Oh. If there had been a subsequent episodes. It yeah. Been like, uh, uh, we were like beating him down really, really hard. Right. Because <laughs> it was maybe like, oh, then he'll rise for the, you know, but like, uh, 
now I, it's fine because it's sort of like, oh, but that also happens. Somebody just keeps getting beaten down. <laughs> yeah. You know? So maybe that's good. Well, but... Aww, I would have liked to see Randy's redemption. Yes. Yeah. He was, it was a character I've never quite had a reaction to if I wanted to both hug him and strangle him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the hugging thing comes from Mitch. Any other uh, actor or a lot of actors who would play that part, you'd want to just strangle them the whole time. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's something. Because I have had him on the show and I was like reacting... Like the lovable quality of Randy, I was like, "Oh, it's right here in my yes. sitting in the chair." Like, yeah. oh yeah, and I think uh, you only do that sometimes with people who you know are loving people who could. Uh, but it's funny the guy's question. I know he's like in on the joke, which is like Doughboys, the show Love. A lot of it ends up being like, "Hey, let's rag on Mitch." You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, and I, I feel. Sometimes I don't want to say I feel bad because Mitch, uh, you know, he's his own person and he could say, I don't like that if he didn't like it. But there are times where I was like, oh, I don't want to. Mitch is, uh, you know, the best thing about, or not the best thing, but it's just like, Mitch is, I remember when I first met him, he's, you, uh, he's enviable because he um, looks like somebody you know and grew up with and love. And then his brain is like a Mr. Show writer's brain. He's just like a really just such a clever, brilliant comedian. And you're like, you fucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> like people automatically just like, you could just feel it. He steps on stage and there's just immediate warmth that mm-hmm. like comes his way because just yeah. people love like, and it's also his personality. But just people just are like, I love this person. And uh, and then when he's got the goods to back it up, you're just like, oh, man, he, he, he hit two home runs there. <laughs> uh, Lee Bruns would like to know, when did he last visit? Is it Lamar's? Lamar's. Lamar's. And did he spend much time at the Blue Bunny ice cream shop there? Yes. Well, my hometown is Lamar's, Iowa. And uh, it's the ice cream capital of the world. They make Wells Blue Bunny there. And... Last time I was there, I did visit that shop. But um, when I go back for ice cream, sacrilege, I like to go to the DQ because it's hard to get a Dairy Queen out here on the West Coast. So here I am in the ice cream capital of the world, not eating the ice cream they make. I go get a blizzard. You try to figure that one out. That See, you're messing with my expectations. Yeah, and we're all <laughs> laughing. I know. <laughs> uh, he went to DQ. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Somebody just drove off the road. It's been so nice having you on the show. The, we, are, we have more Allison, questions. my pleasure. Yes, Ed We're going to do them in a yes. Patreon bonus episode. Yes. Um, tell everyone where they can find you. Plug uh, whatever you'd like to plug. Yes. Um, well, uh, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Paul Rust. And P-A-U-L-R-U-S-T. And, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I have a podcast called In Voorhees We Trust with Gorley and Rust. And it's Matt Gorley and I discussing the Friday the 13th movies. Even if that's not your thing, it's a fun podcast. I'll second that because it's not my thing. It's, yeah. I love the show. Yeah. You don't have to love those movies to like us. And, uh, and then, yeah, my band Don't Stop or Will Die. Perfect. Tony, where do we find you? I'm at Tony Thaxton on Twitter and Instagram, also playing in Don't Stop or Will Die. Uh, can I plug one yes, thing please. real quick? Mm-hmm. This is going to come out on the 22nd, right? Next yes. Monday? Uh, uh, on Tuesday, the 23rd, well, first of all, we'll, uh, Don't Stop or Will Die yeah, is playing the satellite in LA, right. which I wasn't even going for. But, then, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but I'm also, I'm starting a new podcast called Bizarre Albums, because I, I have a fascination right with just weird albums that like actors and athletes and stuff like that put out. And so they're like little like mini doc 
documentary kind of like 15 minute episodes just that focus on strange albums how Very cool, cool. So everyone cool. Should and check. tony's an amazing drummer obviously and he is a welcomed addition to the band beyond above and beyond yeah do you know his crazy arm story no that was his pa- that's on a Patreon bonus episode. Yeah, you got to pay the money to hear. Oh yeah, yeah haven't you wondered what that big scar is about? Oh, it's his own arm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my. Oh, do you not know this story? No. It's, it's got all the things you don't like to hear about. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's truly gross, but it's also heroic. Ooh. Or no, it's it's dramatic. It's dramatic, but uh, it, it all turned out okay for him and his arm. It's like the end of Raiders, the last yes. arc. Gross, but heroic (laughs) (laughs) i have another podcast childish it's my irreverent parenting podcast that i do with greg fitzsimmons check that out at childishpod.com um if you like what you're hearing uh down well you already presumably downloaded this but download the other ones subscribe (laughs) leave comments tell your friends uh go to allisonrosen.com for other all the stuff you might want t-shirts ringtones pins uh, I have a book. You can find out info on that on my website. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Allison Rosen. And check out the uh, bonus stuff on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Thank you again for doing the show. Oh, thank you. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Rosie